welcome to, uh, I guess this is the meta show for Frivolous Gravitas. Um, I don't know if we want to get into that title, but maybe we should let people figure out how. I think they'll figure it out. Yeah, they'll figure it out. We should trust people to come to their own conclusions instead of instituting stuff on them. So, um, look up a dictionary if they're going to be on this channel. <laughs> I got a bunch of them here. Oh, it's over there. Eh? Mirrored. <laughs> yeah, so, you can change that in the settings, by the way. Well, ah, it's okay. So, yeah, this is the second uh, episode we're doing to just kind of flesh out what we are, um, uh, what we're trying to do with this. I don't think we're trying to do anything too big, but uh, just we would usually just talk and not record it and we've been doing this for you know a decade or decade and a half now uh we've always kind of said like what if we recorded this even back in like the early 2000s we thought we were so smart that we should be recording ourselves spilling but, our mental seeds all over the kleenex of life <laughs> yeah <laughs> for a very scatological metaphor there I can't help it. <laughs> um, so uh, why don't we introduce ourselves? You want to go first? Yeah. Who we are and what we're about. Um, I'm Christopher Driver, um, published author, musician, writer, blogger, coder, programmer, yada, yada, yada. Um, oh, yeah. Basically, main interests are, uh, or not interests, but... Uh, that's his book. Oh, thank you. I got Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. My main focus is uh, generally anything to do with uh, integrated systems or uh, game theory, uh, artificial intelligence, um, economics mostly, but that other stuff kind of finds its way into the mold every now and then. Uh, our first episode we did, I was hosting and interviewed Jordan on his lovely thesis. Um, I guess we can get into that later too. So you might as well just take it from there. Who are you? I'm uh, Jordan Roy. I am a graduate of the University of Manitoba Archival Studies Program. I've got a bachelor's in history uh, with honors, I guess, if that means anything nowadays. Um, my interests do include uh, history, uh, politics, philosophy, um, and I generally, and this, as I study history, I find that uh, as everything happened in history, no topic is off limits for me. So I uh, tend to dive into all the pools, uh, though I feel like this makes me a jack of all trades and a master of one. <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, I'm currently on the Great White North uh, teaching while everyone figures out COVID. And uh, yeah, hmm. I don't know what else to tell you. I'm not really good at autobiographies. I'm just kind of. Well, it's all good. Maybe we'll just dig into it then. And then as we go along, people will figure stuff out. Yeah. So um, one of the reasons, not one of the reasons, sorry, uh, the. The purpose of what we're trying to do is to kind of explore topics that we want to explore in a more in a more formal fashion than just kind of you know shooting the shit. We what we want to do is we want to 
well, I know more about one thing. Chris knows more about another thing. And maybe we have somebody else that knows more about one thing and we can act as the expert. And like in a seminar, we come to, through discussion, more of a uh, nuanced understanding of the topic that we want to, you know, flesh out. But uh, so generally uh, we'll be switching uh the format will be such that one of us will be take the expert side and one of us will take the expert side so as expert as we can be uh with our study off screen uh and one of us will take the um the curious layman. yeah the layman the curious body and this isn't like this this won't be a critical uh analysis this will be a uh this will be an analysis from and a discussion from the position of curiosity. So we're not going to be uh, trying to destroy the others, but trying to is understand the other's perspective uh, as well as uh, maybe reinforce it through, you know, uh, some rigor. Um, those Can I interject on that point though? Yeah. Just to sort of make it more clear. Um, yes. Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris did a really awesome thing during their discussions, which I really would like to point out and absolutely recommend everybody who has a chance to sit and listen to like start to finish because it's just great. But um, they, they set up what they call like the steel man. So rather than making a straw man argument, oh, yeah. they, they set up the steel man argument, whereas you hear the other person's side and you try to make the best case for their side as you possibly can because invariably like what I'm doing now and interjecting, it's just going to add context and depth to an already thought out idea that individually you probably, or I, I know I wouldn't think to, to say it out loud or specify because in my head, it's obviously common knowledge and in your head, what you know is common knowledge. So I think uh, setting up our dialogue with, in the spirit of sort of the ancient tr traditional dialogues, where it's more for the the exploration of thought and you know finding so, common ground. I think kind that, of a that's public sort of, Socratic discussion. Yes, yes. So a modern Socratic discussion. Yeah, because I find well, at least when uh, going through my uh, education, and I find a lot when I uh, try to. Uh, when I get involved in lectures and uh, especially even when I'm teaching a lot of what I'm finding is that everyone else is trying to get that gotcha moment that, Oh yes, but your argument is invalid because of this. And, or the thing you're teaching doesn't make sense because you know, I'm the student or I'm the, the layman and I've, I've got you. So, you know, I, I get some points. It's not about points. It's I want to understand this thing as best as possible because I am, I want to know what is something like, I don't know, game theory. What is this guy talking about? Why did they build this bridge like this? And it's, it serves no purpose to merely be critical of a argument as, um, well, uh, well, you take the critical thinking course and you go into all your other classes and you're just like, aha, now I can be critical of things all the time. But like, I didn't, I'm not a critic. I don't, you know, rate movies for a living. I, 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 I'm a historian. I'm we an archivist. We go into their utility on another topic. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I think I think we're laboring this. I think we might have gotten our point across. Um, 
one of the I think it is worth belaboring though since it is like it's going to it's going to be the pervasive focus of all of the videos on this channel like the cast right. itself is going to be dedicated to like extrapolating vanity from knowledge and then combining knowledge without either vanity I think yeah. that's, that's the bigger purpose to this yeah that's I think that's one yeah that's one of the things that I wanted to touch on too is that this isn't about me this isn't about you this is about what we're talking about uh i'm just a guy who's studied and read a bunch of books and now wants to talk about what i read in the books with people so that i can either pass that on to other people and give them a more different perspective uh not necessarily my own uh i have my own that's my perspective you can have your own i'm just you know i <laughs> It works for me and I want you to find one that works for you. But at the same time, I, this isn't a self-aggrandizing project. Uh, I'm sure my, uh, my families and my, everyone that's around me will be like, Oh, cool. You put something on YouTube, which is actually, it's kind of cool. But at the same time you have the, yeah. <laughs> it's another line on my CV. Um, but at the same time, we've been talking in a very similar format uh, with each other like this since we met in high school and formalizing it allows us to structure our thoughts a bit better and allows us to get to the meat of it without, you know, citing, hey, let's turn into the Burger King and yeah. train of our thought. <laughs> While still maintaining that fluidity of dialogue that you don't get from, say, a structured debate or an organized lecture or public talk, you don't really get that back and forth dynamic which i think is really cru like crucial to human learning in general lost you there for a couple words what uh i think uh, i think we got well, the hang recording of... on my on my end so <laughs> you just miss stuff but i don't <laughs> okay yay okay that's okay uh, it's, it's only like six or seven words i got plenty of more <laughs> <laughs> So um, why don't we talk about, uh, let's talk about um, our interests and what things that we want to discuss. So we first, uh, we, did a, we did our first trial run, our first episode, which will be coming out, uh, you know, soon. Um, and uh, on my thesis concerning um, digital access systems in archival, in archives and um we did that one mostly because it was you know right there on our on our desk uh but we want to talk about a lot of topics that we may not be as expert on or ones that just honestly fascinate us so uh we've been talking about uh i'm personally interested in talking about uh, aspects of history and what history is and the meaning behind history and why we why it fascinates us as well as why its utility as everyone claims its utility but beyond that i find it to be uh i find it holds a fascination to us that i'd like to get into with one episode i'd also get like i've also been toying with a work of mine on uh the nature of trust in modern society uh where i want to talk about how we need to not just live and let live but let people come to conclusions people as in everyone we meet to come to different conclusions and trust that they're going to use those conclusions responsibly just as we 
trust that our children will grow up and you know he, they see a scary movie and they're not gonna you know sit there traumatized for the rest of their life that they they will come to terms with the trust that people will grow on their own without our you know micromanaging of them and i see a lot of problems with this and i would like to get into that i also want to get into cynicism and uh modern discourse as well as cynicism and ancient discourse um these are kind of just the three off the top of my head but i also i'm also interested in psychology uh philosophy um even maybe more uh more narrow topics like uh certain uh things in history that would be interesting to talk about as well as um I don't know how much we want to get into politics, seeing as how the political landscape right now isn't just really a minefield, more of a just ongoing nuclear explosion at the center of our solar system. So <laughs> they will wade into that after uh, after we've done a dozen or so episodes. But um, well, my uh, own proclivities would be to to like absolutely get into politics because I think there's nothing more relevant to our, our like social governance and. Yeah, just on that then, because um, one thing that I've been interested in is uh, kind of doing a, if, because I've been looking at this as a citizen, uh, current politics, and I've been looking at this as a historian, and they are not different, they are not the same perspective. And I wouldn't mind getting an episode on that in uh, where we talk about how this is interesting from a historical perspective uh i don't know if anyone's talking about it because like what's the utility of this now but i'm looking at this and i don't want to say like well this guy's caesar and he's obviously going to do this and this guy's this and i just want to kind of explore something kind of like a step back from a step back uh i thought that might be a fun thing to do and i've been kind of uh talking about that with my wife off and on like <coughs> and with my other friends who are here in my town um who where I kind of will just say on the side it's like oh man I can't believe that this guy or that guy did that but the historian in me is fascinated absolutely <laughs> and utterly fascinated by what's happening right now uh I'm gonna get a lot of flack how can you be so dispassionate it's like well I'm not dispassionate but I can also look at things from different perspectives uh you know take a step over here take a step over there and there's another thing we could talk about. I think but that's yes. one of the benefits of our dialogues too, though, is we're both coming from kind of separate places, whereas I'm like a public school grad who barely made it through school. <laughs> and yeah. you're kind of like from the opposite, not to say that I'm dumb or anything, I'm kind of dumb, but <laughs> if I was smart, I would have done more at school. But like well, the approach, we were all smarter. The approach to education is just different for different people, I think. And I think that's fundamentally why society needs to govern in an inclusive way. Um, yeah. I, we can get into that after, but I think like our, our angles of approach are going to be very different where you're, you're going to probably reference classes and lectures and source material and whatnot. And I'm probably more going to reference what I've played with. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's why this, this is, that's why this, this, this will, I think this will work is because we, uh, we do come from those different perspectives. Although the basis of similarity is that just because I went to school doesn't mean I only read what was on the syllabus. And just yeah, because you yeah. didn't go to school doesn't mean you didn't read a book. Doesn't mean that you didn't sit syllabus. down and study. <laughs> yeah. And you, 
And that's what I think. It's like, oh, you got to, you probably they didn't make you read this or they didn't make you read that. It's like, no, I made me read that. <laughs> and um, that's, I, I treated university more like a, a guide than a, uh, than a uh, basic training course. And uh, I believe you try to, you treated life more like a, uh, like a, horse to be tamed than a uh, uh, than something that's just coming at you. And so these different perspectives will allow us to disagree as well as come to a consensus, which is awesome. <laughs> so um, if could you just maybe go through some of, sorry, I, I cut you off and you cut me off and we cut each other off. And, that's how we talk though. It's and then we here. did a waltz. Um, <laughs> that's the you, only thing I write down is stuff so that I can come back and say, sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want to quickly go into a couple, uh, maybe a couple ideas or uh, topics of interest or fields of interest that you would like to? Yeah, absolutely. Um, futurism, science and futurism in general, like where, where it's taking our, our species and where we can, you know, contribute to, uh, to that to that end. Um, data, how it's used, how it's manipulated, how it's misinterpreted, how it should be interpreted, uh, all kinds of things like that, whether it's through programming and data science or just how it shapes our general perspectives day-to-day <clears throat> -day world, like um, you know Cambridge Analytica during 2015, that kind of thing. Uh, I'd love to talk about like sociology and um, like the influence that's society has on arts and culture and the influence that arts and culture has on society, um, both in shaping where we want to go, as well as describing where we've been. Uh, I think that's like more than ripe for at least a couple episodes, given whatever trajectory you want to take it from a technology yeah. perspective or from scholastic perspective. or That's a big one. Interactions. Uh, or <laughs> you could yeah. go a lot of different ways with that. Like, uh, you can just look at the interpretation. Uh, okay, I could get in. We could start that yeah, instantly. Yeah. I'm not going to. I like. I also start starting to pull books off the shelf to reference and make arguments. So I won't, so everything I'll, for I'll, me hinges back on philosophy because, like, as far as I'm concerned, science is an offshoot of philosophy. So, all like the scientific method was described and invented and you know promulgated by philosophers. So we could easily do, you know, thousands yeah. of hours just on philosophy. Um, we could do something like scientific method, um, philosophy or tool and have a debate like that. Because I see and I generally teach scientific method. Well, when I teach it, it's like, here's how it works. Here's how you examine something like the very rote, like how to find out uh, how something works uh, to use it properly. And then I teach it as if it's a tool that we discovered using philosophy uh but it's got its roots in so many things like you could go back to lucretius uh as um you see someone like uh stephen greenblatt wrote um you could go back to the renaissance and the, or the, even the reformation like uh, move away from a overriding authority uh telling everyone this is the way things are and then once the reformation happens everyone's like wait i gotta figure out the way things are Oh no, how do we do that? And then all of a sudden we have to 
figure out our own answers. Okay, okay, I'll cut you off. Um, I remember we talked about, uh, get back on track. We also wanted to talk about um, intelligence systems, specifically artificial intelligence systems, uh, which I have encountered and you have studied. So that would also be a interesting thing uh, for you to lead. Um, that, like health and wellness, um, nature, renewable yeah, energy. Probably um, don't have much interesting to say about health and wellness, but renewable energy. Oh, I, I wrote a book on it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. Uh, I also have very, um, I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I have uh, a lot of negative experience, not with myself, but uh, with others uh, and uh, wellness charlatanry. Um, which I take exception to, I know I'm in trouble, but, um, the, uh, probably gonna have a phone call later, but <laughs> I, I do find that, um, a lot of people just assume things and take things for granted, uh, when it actually, uh, needs a lot of examination and there's still a lot of ambiguity. Yeah, and I think that comes down to a lot of human psychology, like trying to find the simple solution to make sense of life when things all feel like magic. <laughs> I'm just taking some of these down, but I think uh, an overriding uh, early episode that we should do is on uh, fear itself uh, and how fear drives a lot of uh, of society's more negative aspects. Um, just, uh, I. If I could actually, let me put that one together because I think I want to, I've got an idea for a class on fear and I want to uh, put a little thing together and I'll see if I can Hold get back. Hold man. Have at her. No, I'm just getting ideas here. So um, moving forward, uh, one of the things that we can do is we can have guests uh, where we both play the layman and just uh, an expert. Um, we don't uh, we know people outside of us too who are um, experts in their own field. Uh, could bring in an expert on topics that we know absolutely nothing about. Who could try and help us understand what they are doing in their field or what their understanding of a certain topic or idea is, and um, that'll be interesting. Um, we don't, we, I think I've only got like one or two people that I can think of uh, with regards to this. So that might be a special edition type of thing. Or no, when we fine. get tired. We cross that bridge when we get to it. We've got like tens of hours of other shit to put on here. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> no rush to find guests. So um, you're my one. Ah, it's kind of nice to, even though we're in different I'm just cities. saying it for the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Once the recording goes off, it's like, oh, that guy thinks he's just with his beard. Well, just wait till you see all the bunny ears I put on your video after. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, so a couple, I guess, guidelines that we're going to be going through. Um, we don't really care. Uh, if you have a totalizing view on something and if you're just going to uh, yell at us for out of disagreement, then cool. Mm -hmm. By all means, put it in it's the water. Yeah. 
We'll, we'll discuss it. Definitely argue with you. <laughs> um, to a point, if it gets, if it becomes an ad nauseum, I will thing. definitely argue with you. Yeah, he'll make his own show where I will not <laughs> sanction the things. Um, we will try and maintain civility at all costs. Uh, if we're going to insult somebody, we will do it with a velvet glove. Uh, I hope, like a glove <laughs> smack. Yeah, um, and um, we'll try to be serious, but we also won't. Nothing is sacred. Everything's up for discussion. Uh, Including poo jokes. Yes, within reason. Uh, Including poo jokes. <laughs> Including poo jokes. I'm not editing this out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything in here that I would uh, I'd call editing out. Um, I think I had a coughing fit in the last one that might need an editing out. Or did I have a... Uh, I did go get the door or something. It was just like, oh, edit this out. Um um yeah i can't think of anything else we need to talk about uh was there anything you wanted to add yeah um if we could i wouldn't even mind spending the the remainder of this session just talking about like what what we could get out of the channel like to inspire others to think openly to change the world so our children have better places to live like the actual uh, like focus to me isn't like you said it's not a vanity project i really want specifically yeah. i want to teach people how to think and question things and maybe yeah. learn something in the process but sort of by by watching how some other people like us might do it i i, I think i think that would be really helpful yeah i i, I don't think i'm gonna we need to be in under any um grand illusions that we're gonna you know turn the ship of you know public discourse but the fact that we are we can have this discussion between each other and that influences two people's um perspectives on whatever the heck we're talking about but if we put it online and you know 40 people end up watching 20 percent of our content well then we've we've helped maybe hopefully we've influenced oh, influence is kind of a bad word but we've affected their lives even in that small amount and maybe they got something out of it and i feel like in society nowadays we have this big grand idea where you um well it's always been a human thing but right now it's very obvious is that you want everyone should be and it's very evident in our movies where everyone is feels that they need to make a world-changing effect on society. And when in reality, the best thing you can do is help those within your immediate vicinity. I, I think this kind of harkens back to some kind of like Kenshin philosophy where <laughs> I can't save everybody, but everyone within arm's reach is within the scope of my help. And if I just help a couple people, then the world is better and they can help other people. And we all think, well, how is that? You saved one person, but what about the 3 million other people? Or like, so what's the point? Or you did this. And it's like, that's a, that's a, that's a, it's a bad argument. And it's an argument from a place of fear. And you should aim to help those around you. And in that sphere of your help, you can do a lot of good, a lot of good. And this expands our sphere. So me getting a 
I, I, I don't know, I'm not, I, I worked as a security guard before and I was, didn't feel like I was helping. Like I got a education, which expanded my knowledge, which expanded what I could do to those people within my sphere of, uh, in my vicinity that I could aid my family, my friends, my, my, uh, uh, the people I worked with, the people I encountered every day at the supermarket, I can help their lives. But I got a master's degree and now I try to find archival work where I can help people with, I can help what's in front of the people who made the records that are in front of me by helping them carry on their memory into the future. That's something I can do. Everyone wants to do something different. And that's the thing, just because one person does one thing doesn't mean you have to help in the same way. We don't all have to work at a soup kitchen. We don't all have to hand out blankets. We can all still try to do something and with my education and with Chris's perspective and uh, education, education, well, everything you've got, you, just because you don't have a master's degree doesn't mean you still can't partake. And our understanding, we feel, will not leave the world a worse place upon encountering, upon someone encountering it. And even if you disagree with us, maybe the fact of encountering the discussion itself and even you know going into the comments and having a proper well thought out response will help a couple extra people in a broader sphere maybe that, that is the world though that's what i'm getting at i mean it, yeah it is hubris to think that you could be the one person that you know reaches two billion but if you reach one yeah. person who reaches two billion like yeah. you would have reached Trump before he became a narcissistic president in childhood when his daddy didn't love him, the world might look very, very different today. Like, right. And Trump could have become a worse guy if he had not, if he'd like, Oh, now I'm even worse. Like, how do we know? I don't really yeah, want to could have been Stalin. <laughs> yeah. It's like, maybe he's got, maybe he's just something about him. That's like, I almost, I don't want to speak to this because I, I, I dislike him, but I have I still have a I feel like a nuanced opinion of Trump is a uh, you know a bad thing nowadays. It's like a naughty word when you I mean if you don't you know say something not, if you can't say something nice about someone. But like the other thing is that when you're a kid, you're just like you don't have something nice to say, then don't say it. Unless, okay. Well, there are some things we can say, like actual psychologists have called him a narcissist. So I can right. say point blank that some professionals would say this. And since medicine isn't like um, an exact science, any diagnosis qualifies me to say it out loud. That's sort right. of where I come. But a lot of, I've met a lot of politicians who I would call a narcissist. Um, some even very benign. And I just like, you know, they like their face up there. They like having their name on signs. They like having... I'd suggest that's probably why they're in politics. <laughs> yeah, this is not a Trump problem. No, uh, it's just but, we reward know, like politicians he... by getting them elected and only vain narcissists get elected because that's, yeah. that's just the nature. I keep thinking of like Tolkien who said uh, anybody who like who's had opinions along the lines of uh, anyone who puts himself up for election isn't worthy of the post. And... Uh, <laughs> He was very strong. Uh, he was a very subtle guy, but when he was talking about politicians, he was his subtlety would become it, it would blunt quite a bit. And yeah, if I remember right, I think Nietzsche had no love lost between politicians either. <laughs> no, uh, 
Tolkien was a the man who doesn't want to rule is the quality of an in a person that you want to rule. The problem is getting him up there, but then you know you run into right, like the Richard Feynmans and the Albert Einsteins and the Noam oh, Chomsky. They're never elected into government. And the one time you get somebody like Al Franken in government, he ends up resigning because he has too much, you know, virtue. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd want Albert Einstein to run for office. He was a he was a great guy, but uh, I feel like he would have gotten in the post and went. I want to go back to do science. I'm just going to sit here and do my equations. <laughs> I think he would have made a science out of politics, though. That's why I think he would have been good. His, Same with Feynman. Like, the reason the Columbia yeah. disaster, the shuttle that exploded, he was, Richard Feynman was a physicist that was part of the the Columbia investigation team or whatever. Yeah. He's the one that figured it out because he didn't have any of the the lobbyist backers or whatever trying to push them or I'll get back to our, our old word of influence. But oh, I think right. that comes back to what you were saying about like the ambition of the channel and whatnot. And I think like the utility of it might not necessarily be the breadth and scope that it ultimately achieves, but anyone on earth with an internet connection is going to have access to whatever, whatever it is that we have to offer. Right. Yeah. So if anyone can glean anything from it, whether it's, oh, these two guys have no idea what they're talking about. I'm going to make a better channel. And if they make a better channel, like I'll be on there supporting them, like in the comments, like way to go, dude. Well, it adds to the discourse. And right. It makes us better as a people, like as a society that we even engage in proper discourse. And I don't think we're doing that. And I really, really want to show people how to do that properly. <laughs> uh, well, that, in, that also entails that we have a, even if we're only reaching a couple people, that does put a responsibility on our shoulders to be, to run this properly, to, you know, do our research beforehand and not just talk out our butts. Um, and to uh, think before we speak um, and before we get all riled up and not to get heated. Uh, if we're setting example, we also have to set the example that we know what we're doing and we aren't just gonna go out there and say, here's what I think and everyone should believe that. It's like, no, here's what I think, period. And the that's kind of what I was talking about with that trust thing that I wanted to get into do is like, you have to trust that people are gonna come to righteous action through a diversity of opinion. Um, and this goes for raising children, this goes for, uh, you know, a lot letting people have different opinions on politics. This goes for managing projects at work. Um, trust me, well, like we'll do this. And so I guess as viewers, um, all six of you probably, uh, trust us to do this responsibly. Although if we we aren't or we don't or you have qualms let us know that's your responsibility as a viewer this isn't a uh give and take it's a give and give um we want stuff from the viewer although um as much as it pains me actually going to the comic section rule like was it I don't know the rule where you just never go into the comment section, never read the comments. Uh, well, I will but, have to disagree with you though. And like doing the research beforehand, obviously we don't want to just sit up here and like have nothing 
use yeah. contribute. Just pretend Obviously we're the our smartest guys. Is, you know, but if our goal and objective, or as it is from my perspective anyway, is to encourage thought, I would like people to be able to critically listen to us and decide for themselves. Well, he sounded like he just kind of brushed past that with a weak argument. I'm not going to take that in as truth. Like, I don't want people to think that I have something that's right. Yeah. Truth. It, like, I don't, I don't want to teach math by saying memorize this formula because it's right. I want to be the teacher that shows them how to arrive at the right formula. Even if the example is wrong, they'll be like, aha, it's wrong because of this. Here's a better formula. Yeah. So it's still a learning process, even if, even if we don't do it properly, I think we're still providing a benefit and a service by engaging with the intent of not preaching, but showing. Okay. I got an idea. So <laughs> rule for the comments, it has to be over 25 words. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to comment, uh, full thoughts, unless, please. Full thoughts, 25 words or more, uh, with, um, and cite your sources, unless it's like, where did you get your glasses? I love them. Or Chris, I love your, your hoodie or something, or I don't know. <laughs> um, this is my professional attire, by the way. It's what disabled get, people get to wear to work. <laughs> Uh, I, I work from my desk at home in my office and uh, I still try and maintain civility. Maybe I'll wear a blazer, uh, but um, this is, I just try and wear. Uh, well, you'll probably see me in a collared shirt in the summer, but not when there's snow on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we're probably doing good. Final thoughts? Um, the sphere of good that we're intending to, to write that down. put out there. Yeah, I'm quoting you actually. <laughs> I know I gotta write down my own thoughts. So it's just. Gonna, oh, okay. Yeah. I had a professor who was like, "If you have a thought, write it down immediately, because your brain will go on to think about other things." That's funny. My OCD group tells me not to because I write too much. <laughs> oh, pish posh. We're exactly like fucking doppelgangers. That's funny. Um, but with respect to that sphere of the sphere of good that we're trying to implement, I think that sort of falls part and parcel to what everyone claims their their life's ambitions are and their goals and aspirations are supposedly there to project um a lot of and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with like donations or soup kitchens and stuff like that but oh no there's a deeper level to learning benevolence there is a way of being benevolent that eventually supersedes a tax credit or the appearance of, of goodwill. And I think like the subtext of our, our product, the qualia of our podcast, um, I think it should, uh, should reference that too. Yeah. If not uh, an explicit word, like I'm doing now, cause obviously <clears throat> we won't drone on in detail in every episode about what we're doing, but no, for this introductory one, one, I'd like to just put that out in the open. That's why I called this one the meta episode, because uh, we are talking about the show itself. So um, that's what meta means. Yes. <laughs> uh, I thought I was being clever, but I think it just sounds goofy. And I we're going to go with that, just like the title of the uh, whole thing itself. Um, yeah. So uh, frivolous gravitas. Welcome. Congratulations yes. on surviving. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I think that's all I have to say.